I got arm scars in two consecutive summers for both dumb as hell reasons. What did you do? I don't remember well, you doing I, anything. I burned my arm on the iron in San Diego. <laughs> that hasn't gone away yet? <laughs> no, Why it's a you scar. Why did you put aloe it's a, it's on a it? It's permanent scar. So I could look cool. Okay, and then well, I, um, that was your choice. And then, Th- these are your well, tattoos. Well, no, mainly I forgot. These are your tattoos. And then, and then I fell when we try. went mini-golfing. Nope, it's too late. And then me? I fell when we These were going mini golfing. These are the lamest scars of all time. <laughs> oh my god! But they're good stories. No, they're not. Oh. Uh, I, sure? I would try making up better stories for the scars. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, they're both Ooh, I so small. I burned myself with an iron and I fell playing mini golf. That's not how That's I tell either story. <laughs> <laughs> I tell the iron story like this. We were in San Diego hanging out at my friend Noah's parents' place. And, my um, shirt was we were getting wrinkly. ready to go out. <laughs> no, we were getting ready to go out and people were using the iron, but also we were doing laundry at the same time. So um, someone put the iron in before I needed to get the Tide Pods out of the laundry Might have cabinet. been me, honestly. Um, and then I reached over and then I reached over the iron to try to get into the Tide Pods and didn't know the iron was still on. Then I burned my arm very I don't bad. think the iron was still on. I think it was just hot. Well, it was off. It was just very yeah. hot. And then the arm one, the other uh, mini golf one is we were playing mini golf and I fell as slowly as I've ever fallen in my entire life. You were really bad at mini bush. golf last time we played. Like really Yeah, bad. I know. I lost the touch. I gave up so quickly. I think I gave up literally the second hole in. You kind of were being was... a baby about it. You you were really bad the first hole and you were like, fuck it uh-huh. all. And... and I was like, this is it. And I stopped trying. Um, which is the Nicholas Grayson way. How do I get to the history? History I'm Jules. And I'm Nikki. And this is Tangential, a show about the internet and all the things on it. Each week, Nicholas and I go through what we found most interesting on the internet and share it with you for free. Free. Uh, this week, I kick it off. Wow. I got rid of our bit. Our bit. Our banter. I, why? No debating they, on who goes first. People come. Because I always know who goes first <laughs> because I write it down. What's preparation like? It's really easy. You just write Jules goes first and, and then oh. you're ready for next week. That's that's all. Wow. Maybe you could take that over now since uh, I'm doing the intro. <laughs> Jules goes second. Goes second. <laughs> That I've written down. Cool. Now don't lose the notebook. Well, I can make no guarantees. So I started this week off by watching some YouTube videos, and I found that lots of the YouTubers that I watch have been promoting Talkspace. Nikki, have you heard anything about Talkspace? No. What is that? Talkspace is an app that's actually been out for a while, but I didn't find this out until later. So it's an app that gives you access to a licensed therapist. It has a plan. Okay, this is these are the steps. First, you take an assessment. Then you figure out a monetary plan that works for you. They have financial aid and they take insurance, I believe. And then you get matched with a licensed therapist 
perhaps you're part of the LGBT community or you're a veteran and you would like to talk to someone who has experienced things that are similar to you or has had experience within those fields. And then you get access to unlimited messaging therapy and scheduled video chats. I was extremely intrigued Sounds extremely by it. extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially for people who don't have access to a therapist regularly or can come up with the time to go see a therapist or drive to one or don't want to go through the hell of finding someone that you like. Because I've heard from many people that hey, finding a therapist good. that you actually like is an ordeal. It's hard. <laughs> it's not great. Um, it's also it's also extremely useful for people who are in situations where their family, if like you're a minor or you're still living with family and that family is not particularly amenable, amenable, they're not down with the idea of mental health, uh, mental health care. So well, like, this I think you still need to have insurance good. and I still think you have to be 18 and, or older to oh. use the app. Well, but maybe, maybe, mm. well, this is what I, the discussion Eventually. I was going to get into actually. So, um, I was looking up just some articles about people who have used the app, what they thought of it, if they thought if it was a convenience, or if they thought maybe they were too, they were given too much access to a therapist or someone to talk to, because it is 24 hours of instant messaging your therapist if you so choose. How do you feel about that? Do you think that that's something that you'd be um, hyper aware of, that you you had your therapist on, on speed dial, essentially? Or... No, because the way that my the way that my shit works is that I would feel bad. I already feel bad going to therapy generally because I feel like I'm inconveniencing the therapist. So like the idea that like the therapist is now an app away, I would never use it. <laughs> really? Because yeah, because I would feel I would feel super bad about like I don't think I would ever abuse it i don't think there's a way to abuse well i mean there obviously is a way to abuse it but like i don't think that like seeking like reaching out and asking for help is abusing it but like that that fear that you would have where oh i can actually just reach out for everything i would never do that because i already feel bad going the two times a month that i already go it's interesting yeah but like it obviously is different for everybody right like i know people for whom like it, it like they would as soon as anything happened um they would hop on this but like i think i don't know i don't know i'm not gonna like armchair psycholo- psychologist over here right well i, I actually messaged sabrina she'll she'll probably listen to this and be like why mm-hmm. did you hi sabrina me? <laughs> um to get her take on it and she hadn't actually heard of it but maybe she'll do some more research on it this week and wow share her and thoughts. is she gonna send us an email <laughs> at tangentialpod at gmail.com maybe um so i was and we can have sabrina was, psychology corner you know that would be really sabrina cool psychology section <laughs> sabrina Boom. consider this consideratively so as i was saying i was looking up some articles on people who would use the service and just what they thought of it and this one lady was talking about how it was twenty dollars a month and i was like hold up on the website it said forty nine dollars a week or i think she said twenty dollars a week and i i said to myself that's a pretty that's a pretty steep um price increase what what happened and then i checked at the art on the top of the article and it was actually published in 2015 so the service has been around since at least 2015 and it's only hitting youtube now 
And I found it interesting just the YouTubers that the ads were targeting. It was yeah. a lot of like Cody Ko types. And um, I think I even saw a couple beauty gurus um, talk about talk space as well. So I think it's interesting how how it's just being promoted to Gen Y and Gen Z audiences now. And uh, I think it says something about how our generations are trying to destigmatize how we talk about mental health and how yeah. we um, treat ourselves and how we get access to these things. So I agree. I've downloaded the application and signed up for this. Uh, and then it immediately is like, oh, here's a person to talk to. Uh, so I've closed the app and panicked, and now I'm uninstalling it. Okay. <laughs> well, I think you'd have to go through an analysis first. Yeah, no, it like it just throws you into that chat. Like there, there's a person on the other side already. Whoa. It's like you've uh, you're matching therapists. I want to know how these therapists get paid. That's, I've been messaged. That's what I'm interested. I have unread messages. I wasn't able to uninstall in time. What if the email's like, we saw that you deleted the app. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to talk about it? I'm, I'm, now I feel very bad that I'm, oh uh, no, what have we done? Okay, I've uninstalled it. Have you heard of BetterHelp before? I think it's no. similar. Is that a similar of, thing? Yeah. Sabrina had heard of that before. But yeah, on this app, everyone is licensed. Um, and it sounds Wait, like it's helped on a better lot of help people. is it just people like I'm not sure. People? I'm not sure. This text message that I just received from Matthew said $169 a month. Um and a obviously month. I did not I did yeah, I did not check. Well, it's it's $49 a week. And So that makes let's sense. Let's say you do two video why. chat sessions, hour long video chat sessions. See, that's wild to me. Mhm. But I also think that might just be because Kaiser sucks. Mhm. Uh, so, like, the idea of going to a therapist twice a week is just so wild to me that I cannot fathom right. it. Um, but, like, this, you were saying that, like, this is... Into. Yeah, for sure. I And um, you were saying that this is, like, the... This is definitely a product of this generation. Because, like, I, I remember in high school we had a friend who was, like, a volunteer for Teen Line, which is basically like a like a an advice line except you, it's teens talking to other teens about like life um so like this just seems like the next logical step to that and then having uh trained professionals on the other side seems like a solid seems like a solid move mm-hmm. so maybe not a great segue but <laughs> the, the next thing uh-huh. that uh-huh. i started i guess my tv slash movie corner of the week is carrie fukunaga's uh, maniac which i'm not a fan of the name just because ever since i took it's ableist yeah it's, <laughs> the main character's name is is owen milgram do you know anything about stanley milgram no i'm gonna google him though no don't i'm gonna tell oh, you about it <laughs> <laughs> i can't um, wait to learn okay so the milgram experiment so back in the 60s Stanley Milgram did this test, I think at Yale. He wanted to find out if Nazis were just following orders or if they were 100% in in control of their actions. Meaning, were men just who were constantly subjected to authority psychologically 
in the position where they could make no other choice because they just always had to obey authority. Does that make sense to you? Yes. So, so like you're saying that they were they were preconditioned. Basically, they were trained to only follow orders. I think he, and what it he broke was their programming like basically is that I think what he was arguing is that men just have a natural condition to obey authority because they're well, afraid of consequences. So that tracks. <laughs> Or, like, physical consequences. So, his experiment, the way it was set up, you have what's called the teacher, who is the subject of the experiment, and then you have the experimenter. The experimenter is in front of this panel board with, I think, a tape recorder and maybe a clock of some kind and some buttons. And then the teacher is in the same room with them, and they have control of this circuit board. You don't know what the circuit board is attached to. Well, I guess they do find out. So, in going off that, in the other room, there's a man who is supposed to be taught certain things. And if he gets a question wrong, the teacher in the other room is supposed to shock him. And it turns out that the, the learner who is in the other room is being told uh, to give the wrong answers to things so that the tester can punish them. The test, or the teacher, excuse me. The teacher, who is also, as I said, the subject of the experiment, has control of the circuit board, and on the circuit board are a bunch of buttons where, with each level, supposedly a shock is supposed to be administered to the learner on the other side of the wall or in the different room. So, as I said, does that make sense? Am I making any sense right now? I think so. So, the teacher has a bunch of questions they're supposed to teach, they're supposed to, not teach, but um, verbalize to the learner. And if the learner gets any of the questions wrong, they're supposed to be shocked. Meanwhile, the experimenter in the same room as the teacher is telling the teacher that they have to administer the shocks because they have to. There's no other choice. Okay? Okay. And as far as we know, the experimenter is just the person conducting conducting the experiment. And the teacher wholeheartedly believes that the learner in the other room is being administered shocks that will will hurt them. So they're being hurt as a result of the shocks that the teacher is administering. Does that make sense? Yes. So the learner isn't actually attached to any kind of system that would give him shocks. He's acting the entire time. If the if the teacher was to administer the highest level of shock that is on their circuit board the learner would surely die but oh cool but the teacher isn't aware of any of the pain except from the sounds that he hears on the other side of the wall so he hears screams but he can't <sighs> but he can't see them right uh-huh so guess what the results were i don't know overwhelmingly men submitted to authority and they didn't care that the person on the other side was being shocked and being hurt physically they Uh, thought they had to subject themselves or they had to listen to the authority figure so uh obviously this study was found unethical by many psychologists oh no way but it was the 60s um everything was legal in the 60s that's horrifying. So in, in Maniac, 
Jonah Hill's character, Owen Milgram, has the last name Milgram. So mm-hmm. that's one of the first things I noticed when watching this show. And I thought I'd just brush up on the Milgram experiment because I had watched a movie about it a couple years ago that was, I think a, it won something at Sundance. And I hadn't thought about it until I watched the show. I'm not sure why it's called Maniac yet. I'm four episodes in. But if is it's it, on account is of it like a, Jonah Hill's oh, schizophrenia, oh, that's all right. Um, I would be less than pleased. But we're not actually sure if he has schizophrenia or not yet. Mm. Which is another gray area. Um, the show Legion, which is made by Noah Hawley on FX, or I think he's the showrunner or the director, I'm not sure. He also does Fargo. He um, plays with mental illness being a superpower in Mm. um legion where dan stevens character is a descendant of professor x of x-men fame who as we all know has (laughs) (laughs) um telekinetic i thought he i thought he was an avenger thank you for clarifying (laughs) look maybe people don't know their x-men at all or the guy with the x in his name Mm mm-hmm um, the X, the X Man, really. Right. So I feel like these shows kind of move in similar ways in that they're genreless, and they they really take you for a loop on, with certain episodes. You you don't know where you're going or what's happening. The premise of the show is that Emma Stone and Jonah Hill are two people that meet and. They are in this experiment where they have to take these three pills. It's, I guess you could say it's Eternal Sunshine, Black Mirror, The Matrix, and Blade Runner all mushed together. Hell yeah. Which people probably, I don't know, if you're not into derivative sci-fi, then maybe don't watch it. Eternal Blade of the Spotless Matrix. Great. Nailed it. Thanks. (laughs) You, You forgot the mirror part, though. Shit. Yeah. Uh, keep going. I'm going to I'll figure this out. Cool. Um so Kerry Fukunaga is actually one of my is a, a director that I've been following for a bit ever since he directed Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre is one of my favorite novels of all time and when I saw the movie I was sorely disappointed, but I had to respect the film just out of the fact that the person who directed it I felt had a clear vision of the novel and had a particular relationship to each of the characters. It just wasn't the relationship that I had with each of the characters. But he went wholeheartedly with his vision and I dug his aesthetic of the film. It was haunting, it was spooky, like Jane Eyre is. Um, And I thought it was a pretty good cast. Lots of people don't agree with the casting of Jane Eyre, but that's besides the fact. He's doing the next Bond, and he wrote it, and I think he's going to be huge. He also did the first season of True Detective. If you don't know him, look him up. He he did something else. I just forget what it was. Beast of No Nation. It was this Netflix movie that got a bunch of critical acclaim, and it was the point where everyone was like, Oh, Netflix makes movies now? That we should watch. That's one that had Idris Elba in it, right? Mm-hmm. Got it. Speaking of Idris Elba, is um, wow, fucking look at that segment. Bond. Yeah, is is this is the Bond that he's doing, the last 
Daniel Craig one, or is it a new Bond? I couldn't tell you. Okay. Maybe you should look that up for next week. Um, uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, Maniac has a very interesting tone to it, and I'm I'm hooked. I'm honestly the, hooked. The Wikipedia page says dark comedy, which it does not sound. It is comedic at point. You know, I'm telling you, you can't pin it down. You can't pin it down because even though one episode could be about the pill that they're taking, it just feels like something so out of context. They're lemurs, honestly. <laughs> you just have to watch it and try to understand it. But I guess the main reason that I was looking up this show this entire week was, or it, it just came out on Thursday or Friday, was to kind of just track what was happening plot, plot-wise and make making sure that I got everything that was happening. And I was. It's just that it's something that you can't figure out immediately and that it's pointless to do so. You just have to let things happen and try to remember things that happen throughout. Yeah. Um, but actively trying to piece things together just won't work in your favor. Because it kind of works like dream sequences and things just don't make sense. You're just given so much information and half of and it isn't relevant. To just believe it. Mm-hmm. Other things I looked up this week, <laughs> resume templates. And then I'm oh, done. Nice. I'm done. <laughs> that was my week. <laughs> you find any sweet ones? How many no, times I did you get to ba- How many times did you get to Behance and then you were like, "Oh, this one seems good." And then they were like, "Click this link." And you click the for link and then they asked for $20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's the racket. You know, um, I'm not really into like the whole pie chart and star no, scale thing. Because, I don't know, every employer that I've been to has given me an example of what their resumes look like. And they just look like regular resumes with your <laughs> with yeah. your accomplishments on them. They don't, unless you're going into graphic design, I, I don't think they care, honestly. I so really don't think they care. I saw so many. There's, there's one resume template. And you if you've like looked up resumes and are listening... Uh, you have seen this one, and Jules, you almost definitely saw this one. It is the, a third, not even a third, like a quarter of the page on the left side is a single colored block with a round circle that you're supposed to put your face in. Yeah. And then it's like your name, address, and all that kind of stuff. And then there's like a bo- like dots that you're supposed to fill in to tell to like lie to tell people how good at Photoshop you are on a scale right. of one to five yeah. dots. And then, like, on the left side, the text is very large. And then it's, like, you put one and a half jobs on there and then the school you went to and that's it. Yeah, I, I saw don't so understand. many of those when I was going through the resumes when we were hiring. I also don't put my face on my resume. If they ask for a... It makes um, no sense. Why give them a reason to say no? Like, if they're, gonna, <laughs> if they're gonna be shitty and racist or, sec- or shitty and sexist... Like, why give them a reason to do be either of those things off the top? Like, just let them be. Sh- yeah, like just let them be shitty and sexist. Oh, uh, I guess so. Like, yeah. hedge your bets to be like, I am black, because <laughs> that's worked so well so many times. It's your turn. Oh, uh, cool. Um, do you remember this isn't this isn't good big enough to be a thing? Do you remember that cover of "That's How You Know" by Demi Lovato? Sing it. It's from Ella Enchanted. It's that's how you know she he loves you. That's how you know 
Peace of mind. I feel like I vaguely <laughs> remember this. You know, I'm just gonna look it up and then you can insert it later. I don't think that's what this song is called. I I'm was Demi Lovato even alive? <laughs> I'm just kidding. She, she was a child. Was she even on she the was, um, channel when Ella Enchanted came out? Not Ella Enchanted. Said, Enchanted, oh. the Disney film. Ella Enchanted was also. But I also think she was alive for Ella Enchanted. Ella Enchanted played on the Disney Channel, but I don't think it was a Disney movie. Enchanted. Enchanted was the Amy Amy Adams movie. Yes, and Ella Enchanted. I actually don't think it was just Demi. I think it was the other girl from So. Not So Random. It's Sunny with a Chance. (laughs) Enchanted. Well, I mean, no, also technically so random because when Demi left the show, they did spin off so random into its own bad sketch show. Um, (laughs) Enchanted song, Sunny with a Chance. (laughs) See if anything comes up. Nothing's coming up, but that's how you know he loves you sounds very familiar to me. That's how. I found it. That's how you know Enchanted. It's just called That's How You Know. Are you sure this was an Amandy Moore song? Amy Adams Dog, sang it, know. so you were very wrong. What, what did I say? You said Demi Lovato. Yes, Demi Lovato did a cover of this song, mm. and it was on some sort of Disney like cover album. But Enchanted album. was already a Disney... Okay. I've sent it, the link to you on YouTube.com. It just doesn't seem like a very Demi song. Well, I have news for you. Disney made Demi do a lot of stuff she didn't want to do. Oh, I totally remember this song. Uh huh. This was a very good cover. It was an extremely good cover, and it it was in my head all night last night. Wow, I forgot this song. This is so Paramore, Demi. Yeah, it's so Paramore. She's even wearing something Haley Williams would wear in this unofficial screen grab. They're using as the thumbnail. She was only 15 when she sang this. That's why I asked if she. Oh wow! This is was such a alive good song. when the film Enchanted <laughs> came out. It's so good. It should be used to open the show. <laughs> I don't want Disney to sue, but <laughs> Disney okay. won't sue. They don't care about us. <laughs> we can use ten uh, seconds, can we not? Yeah, probably. I I I intimately know fair use law. I'm a lawyer. I didn't like Amy Adams for the longest time because of Enchanted. Oh, uh-huh. I actually don't think. I don't think you have to, honestly. I think I might have seen it, but I literally just don't remember any of it. So, it, like, basically, might be one of those a 2D Disney princess knockoff. Falls into a sewer or whatever, right? And then she lives I in New it's York. it's a pond. And, and oh. then she opens up a sewer gate. And comes out of the sewer, right? Yeah. I knew a sewer was involved, like Mario. Mm-hmm. And then she's <laughs> strolling around New York in this giant dress and everyone's like, oh, it's New York. Crazy things happen. And then she... James Marsden's here. But she doesn't... Was it James Marsden or was it the other one? Or was it Chris no, Pine? No, it wasn't Chris <laughs> Pine. I think it was James Marsden. Um, it was James It was James but Marsden. Then, I get them very But then confused. the guy from Grey's Anatomy, the doctor that died, um, is in McDreamy. it. Yeah, McDreamy. And she falls in love with McDreamy. And then I don't remember who the little girl was, but... Demi Lovato. Also, Indina was in it, and she plays the the woman that McDreamy was originally with, mm. and then isn't with anymore because Amy Adams. Well, jokes on jokes on uh, Amy Adams because 
let it go. Idina Menzel never has to work again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Amy Adams doesn't really have to work again either, but mainstream. Yeah, but do people know who Amy Adams is? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's very incorrect. (laughs) I think she's. With a name like Amy Adams, she could be literally anybody. People I'm trying to not bash Amy Adams anymore because I think I like her now. Wow. Yeah. For the longest time, I just didn't like American actresses. I think it was just me being a really obnoxious. Racist? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was just me being really obnoxious and only liking English theater and foreign film. Mm. Like Benedict Cumberbatch. No, I didn't even like Ben. (laughs) Famed actor. Like, actors were a different story. I liked American actors. I just didn't like American actresses. And I think it was because... Oh, so you were racist No, when I was... We were growing up, the actresses that we were exposed to were Kristen Stewart in her Twilight era, which wasn't her greatest moment. She's... I think she's a great actress. She's cool now. Well, it's not even that. I think that she was just... Oh. Given a bad role. If you think... I saw a tweet the other day. She's that good was in Zathura. Like, <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day that was like, if you if you just take one step back and think about how Twilight was the story about a girl who really just wanted to have sex with a vampire, it makes the whole thing better. It was a fan and fiction. I, actually, I think I agree. Yeah. It like. Or wait, it, it, it wasn't a fan fiction. Way. Or w- no, it was fan of, fiction of like Wuthering Heights. Or no, no. No, wait. You're thinking yes. of Fifty Shades. And then Shades. I also think yeah. Fifty Shades was fan fiction for Twilight. Yeah. yeah. Um, where was I going? Oh yeah. So I didn't like okay. American actresses because of the movies that we were given when we were in our developing year- years. I don't know. Like the roles that American women were given were just awful roles that I never related to, and I guess I correlated the actresses with the roles that they took. And I always was wow. just, Can't I don't like American art. From the I couldn't, at, at 14 years old, I could not. <laughs> but now I'm realizing how incredibly wrong and stupid I was, and how I just wasn't watching enough movies back then. And I think James Marsden sings half of that song. Who was in Into the Woods? Was it Chris Into or the was thick it of James? It. it was Chris. It was Chris. It was Chris Pine. <gasps> it's so confusing. <laughs> it hurts my brain sometimes. They're the same man. Because then there's another boy that's in that movie. The guy that was in Ingrid Goes West. Billy. Billy. Madison. No, but it's close to that. <laughs> Awful Adam Sandler. Billy. Matt. Um, Magnuson. Who's in. Oh. Who's in uh, Maniac. Who also looks I, like um, Ben. James and Chris. I don't think I got them confused because I didn't know they were different people until they were both in Westworld. And then I realized they were different people. Wait, but are they both in Westworld? Please don't confuse me. I haven't. Wait. <laughs> James, are they not both in Westworld? No, I don't know. James Marsden. I almost typed in James Harden, which would have been radically <laughs> You would have. Oh my God. The equation would have been. James. James Marsden is in Westworld. Mm-hmm. I don't think Chris Pine is. Chris Pine is not in Westworld. Yeah. See, you Fuck. nearly confused me again. <laughs> I thought they were both in the same show. Well, oh well. They don't even look that much alike. when you, They just have the same hair. And I think but why, they play but similar roles. But we're not roles. the only ones who get them confused. Like, I think... I think, I think it's how people get confused. Bryce Dallas Howard and Jessica Chastain mixed up. Who? Yeah. They're different people. 
Um, I think I'm gonna go to France. That's cool for work. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so the Women's World Cup is in France next June. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and FIFA put out the. Do I have to explain what the World Cup is? No, I'm sure you have multiple times. We're good. No- okay. Noah hates it when you talk about soccer. Oh, fuck them. So it's the <laughs> it's the World Cup, but for women. Um, they're doing it in France next year. Um, and FIFA put out the packages, like the ticket packages. Um, they put them out on Tuesday, uh, and it is just unbelievably cheap. You can go to is single match. Because ma- of like, what has happened in France, unclear. Particularly oh, like, I surrounding. Can't, I can't tell if it's that, or I can't tell years. if it's because FIFA just doesn't value the women's game because it almost definitely is that. Um, but you can go to single matches for nine euros, or go to three games for twenty-five euros, or you can go to both semifinal matches and the finals and pay like 65 euros, which is ridiculous. So it would be possible as I have planned it out to go see eight games and then go to the final and sit like in the middle of the 70,000 seat stadium in Lyon at like midfield, go to all of those games for like 350 bucks, which is just ridiculous. So basically that's what I've been doing all week has been looking at, world cup tickets like the pricing on tickets and looking at how much flights cost it's very expensive to fly to france yeah. much cheaper to fly into london take a train that's what i've learned mm-hmm. or a wee bus um, or a bus yeah actually train tickets can be kind of expensive unless you buy them really far in advance yeah why well, it's not until june so there's a lot of time uh one of my coworkers told no, me no i mean if you want to buy a train ticket you should buy it now actually. oh they're wow. really expensive. No, because then I'd be committing. They can they one can be my... over three hundred euro. That's wild. One of that's wild. One of my coworkers told me that there's this thing where you basically sign up for you pay fifteen pounds and then you you like sign up to be basically on a wait list and that the night before your bus they tell you what bus you're on and that bus could be six hours from that point or it could be like in the middle of the day. Um, but like they tell you at 10 p.m. and then it f- like your bus could be at 6 a.m. or it could be like later in the day. And I, I took like, a wee okay. bus to Paris for 40 euro both round trip. So that seems choice. It was really good, but yeah. you have to wake up and get onto a boat. Ooh, and that's not fun. Oh, because you're very tired. <laughs> it's a red <laughs> eye. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, I probably won't go, <laughs> but it's fun to, it's fun to entertain the idea. Um, yeah. You France. could go to the Olympics. Oh, so you're saying wait, uh, looks at my watch 10 years and then just stay here and then I'll be able to go to the Olympics. You'll definitely have the money by then. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> to, for for sure. the bus ride. <laughs> yeah, for the bus to be on the outside of the Coliseum. Cool. Um, I think by that time, Los Angeles will look very different. Just, like, generally? Mm-hmm. Building-wise. And yes. just transportation-wise. I'm really excited. Yeah, I cannot imagine what, like, Exposition Park is going to look like even in five years let alone between that five years from now and the Olympics. Like it's, 
it's going to be wild. And I hope developers aren't just BSing and are actually mindful of affordable housing like they've been <laughs> saying they've LOL. been. That's a, <laughs> hey, Jules, that's a fun joke. I love right, comedy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you heard of this PlayStation Classic? No. <laughs> okay. So Nintendo has been doing this thing for the last two years um, where they have released little tiny baby versions of the of their older consoles. So last year, uh, Nintendo released the NES Classic, which had 25 like Nintendo like Nintendo Entertainment System games. So that was like Ice Climbers and Super Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers, like all of these games from the NES. Um, that people loved and they sold out like hotcakes. They were like 80 bucks, the perfect price apparently for like people who were getting their kids like stocking stuffers or whatever. And that made me realize that the middle of the country is wild. Um, like you could just do anything if you're middle-class you, (laughs) so people were buying, they bought them like hotcakes and Nintendo was like, Oh, people like this shit because they sold out because they just didn't make enough. Then this year, or I guess that was two years ago. Last year, they released the Super Nintendo Classic. It's the same thing, but with Super Nintendo games. Um, and the rumor is that there's going to be a Nintendo 64 Classic, uh, either co- like coming sometime between now and the holiday. Um, but Sony was like, oh, we can do that. That's easy. So they are releasing the PlayStation Classic, which is literally the same thing. It's just a small PlayStation that has 20 PlayStation games on it that you can plug into your modern ass TV via HDMI and it just plays 20 PlayStation games. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. I don't have the, like that much of an attachment to the PlayStation, even though I did have one. Um, I did not play any good games on the PlayStation, uh, other than metal gear, which I didn't play until, um, like it was like on the PlayStation two and then like crash team racing. Um, but yeah, would you buy a small console to play all the video games that you have played historically? Of course. <laughs> I am their number one consumer. <laughs> oh, I, I came up with running into the mirror of the spotless mind, but I couldn't figure out how to get um, the Matrix in there. So I'm just going to say colon the Matrix is what I've named that film. Great. Did you watch the Emmys? Yes. Because I didn't. I worked the Emmys. <laughs> You're so um, LA. You're so LA. I'm so oh LA. My God. Yesterday, so yesterday, fuck. Okay, I'm gonna say another. I'm gonna say two LA things consecutively. Prepare yourself. So yesterday, I was on a shoot with a person who also worked the Emmys, and she was like, she was doing um, the, she did like the, she was doing production management for some aspect of it, unclear. And then apparently, she also was like in charge of logistics. So she was the person who organized Bad job the by parking. Her. Awful job. She did. She was the person. Uh, she did. The, she was the person who was in charge of like parking lots and organizing parking lots and organizing which streets needed to be closed down when and that kind of stuff. Um. Anyway, I heard so there I was worse, Emmys, worse traffic for it was Jay Z and Beyonce today oh. in Pasadena. How was that? Really How, bad, oh, apparently. Gross. Um. Yeah, it was really bad down there. We, Madeline, my coworker, and I went, uh, we missed, okay, we drove down the correct road. We got through by showing the badge, and then we got to the line of parking lots. So if you've been to LA Live, you know that it's a shit, like, it's a, just a shit show down there. If you've um, been downtown. But there, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, 
If you've been out you know this shit shit down there. But at LA Live, there are three consecutive parking lots that spit you out back onto the freeway, basically. Like, you go, you keep going straight past the parking lots on this, like, basically tiny access road. The end of the freeway is, uh, I don't know what street it is. It's, like, a main street, but if you keep going, it's the freeway. Um, and we went past the parking lots because the person told us that our parking lot was further down. We got to that parking lot and she was like, this is not your parking lot. You have to go around. Even though the road was closed, the road that we on was closed and we could have just gone like turned around and just made a U-turn and then gone back to the parking lot. But we had to go around except Figueroa was blocked off and Olympic was blocked off. And then you, by the time you get that deep into like once you pass those two streets, you're so far into downtown that it is one ways. So you actually have to go four more blocks up and then six blocks the in the other direction before you can make the right that you need to to get back to exposition to come back down and try again. Stuart. So, Californians. <laughs> so it uh, took us a while, but eventually we got into the parking lot. And then um, if you watched the... Uh, if you watch the monologue from the Emmys, which I haven't watched, um, but if you did, I heard it was a bad. But if you did watch it on YouTube, I uploaded that video, <laughs> and now it's got like mm, two million views or some shit. Good job, Nikki. Get Thanks. That, all get all that I did viewership. was all I did all I did was click. Uh, I clicked some things and I typed some words. Um, Without typos. Yep. That's that's key. It's got one point five million views. I also uploaded uh, We Solved It, which was the opening number, like the cold open. The hypocritical opening number, yes. Yeah, it, that has 619,000 views. I also uploaded Bill Hader Wins for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series, which has 285,000 views. My goal was to it's get very the short videos. Speech. <laughs> yeah, um, my Peter Dinklage video has 1.1 million views. And then my proposal video has six seven hundred and fifty three thousand views. That's my it? goal. My goal. Which one? The proposal, the proposal one. Yeah. Yeah. No one who knows who the fuck Glenn Weiss is. So. <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> Glenn was like, "I'm gonna make a name of myself." No, sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, my goal was to just have all of the videos that I uploaded beat NBC, and uh, I was successful. So. Because NBC it. also uploaded their videos. It's very strange the way that our contract worked. Um, yeah, I don't really understand what the purpose of. Yeah, like NBC that was. also had an agreement to upload videos from the Emmys, but then the Television Academy, which is who we were working for, obviously owns the shit because it's the Television Academy. Oh, I, I get um, what you're saying. There are two different contracts. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So like the broadcaster gets their own stuff, and then the um, obviously the Television Academy does their own stuff. However, this is the first time in a while that the TV Academy posted their stuff live so usually there's a week delay on everything which doesn't make any sense to me um but this year they pushed everything as it was happening so basically the video was up within like three to five minutes of it happening on tv that's how it should be why should it be? yes i don't yeah exactly it's not like they edit it in a special in a no. special way uh so that's what that's what i did last saturday it was exhausting this has been a hellish week I did a 9 to 11 and then an 8 to, on Saturday and then an 8 to 8 yesterday. I was really an 8 to 10 because I didn't get home until 
like 10 o'clock yesterday. That was my week. Yay. We did We did it. We did it. This show has gotten, um, I think we said this like as soon as we finished school, this show has gotten weird as we have like begun, started working. Mm-hmm. We look up very different things i yeah. used to well i guess this week was a bit educational but yeah for both me anyway. learned yeah you learned and then taught me things so now i learned also um um i learned a lot about the gre this week because i have a friend who took it today um jerry look seems like it sucks um i mean you don't have to take it if you want to be in a creative space for grad school right what but also like studying for unclear this is this is the worst part that i did not know about the gre they just give you your score immediately you take the test on a yeah. computer in a cubicle you finish it you wait two minutes and then the computer gives you your score i could not handle that it's like all of college was a waste you have 60 grand in loans and nothing to show for yeah like because you under... don't know algebra <laughs> yeah like what the fuck <laughs> It's so unbelievable. Like, I'm so happy, like, if I want to... The things I would want to go to grad school for do not require the GRE, probably. Um, anyway, is that it? Do we have a thing? Is there a How thing at bleak. the end? Why end it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else to end it on. Is this show I've just been... going to be like, I wish I could go to grad school, but grad I can't school, every but single week? Every this week? is the way I keep my brain active? <laughs> yeah. I think that's what this is. This is our replacement for a grad school education. So if you <laughs> if you want to uh, get us into grad school, you can email us at tangentialpot at gmail.com, which is the easiest way to reach us. Or you can find me or Jules on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash either Godsua for me or JS Clement for Jules. She doesn't use the service, but I mean, hey, you don't know. It's well, there. I mean, you do know it's it is. There. It is there. She does not use it right co- smartly, intelligently. She does not use it. Oh, I have a better thing to end on. Fucking this week, Twitter decided <laughs> that they would use their Twitter account for Twitter. What do you which, mean? They like it, tw- the of Twitter tweeting updates about. Yeah, we're right Twitter? now. It's now it's a person. Like the oh. Twitter. Remember last week we were talking about brands on the internet and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now the Twitter Twitter account is a is like a norm like a is a Wendy's ass Twitter account. That's its decided personality. It is so Wendy's. fucking dumb. I hate it so much. Like it is it is so insulting to me as a person that this website that is so poisonous and toxic has the I... gall to have had a meeting somewhere where they're like, "You know what the teens love?" brands you know what i especially hate when brands have self-deprecating humor because that's what like, this fucking is <laughs> okay wendy's isn't self-deprecating wendy's is, is like that bitch but like uh, i can't think uh, if, if twitter is is the self-deprecating humor of like louis ck they haven't they haven't it's like oh. you're a brand you're not a person you don't have anything to feel bad about i don't understand here's one of twi- the, the tweet that Twitter tweeted, f- dumb English is stupid. The tweet that Twitter tweeted uh, two days ago was one of them was a image of a notebook that was apparently Jack's, and it is Jack's very first drawing of us back in two thousand and five. Love you, Dad. It's disgusting. That isn't self-deprecating, though. <laughs>
but it started it started becoming alive with the tweet tweet the meaning behind your twitter handle we're start we're twitter i don't use the service as you said so i i don't i don't know they just tweeted the word the yesterday how many retweets um 14,000 nice so i mean it's fucking working content <laughs> Um, but I think that was a, it was a story one because the ne- the, per- the first person to reply said the curious and then the Twitter said raccoon. So I guess it's like a, it's dumb. Twitter.com. It's a story. Is a, they're making a story. Yeah. Twitter.com is a bad website. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Godsu. You can find Jules on Twitter <laughs> at JS Clemic. You can find me on Instagram at Chasing Grayson and Jules on Twitter at JS Clemic. She's Instagram. got that. Con- what did I say? Twitter. Fuck Instagram so at chasing Nailing grave. it in there that I I do have a Twitter. <laughs> you can there. find her on Instagram at JS Clement because she's got the consistency thing down. Um, you can find the show on the internet, which is a interconnected system of network of computers that uh, is used to transfer information and stores uh, all of humanity's knowledge. Um, by going to tangential dot xyz. You can Huge also thanks. follow us on oh. Instagram. Oh yeah, we do have a sh- there. Yeah, you can. F- what is the Instagram? Is it Tangential Podcast? I believe so. That seems right. Tangential Podcast on Instagram.com. Huge thanks to Louis Zong for the use of our theme song "Black Bear Jam" off of the album Jam Two. You can find that song, that album, and all of Louis's other music at his Bandcamp, LouisZong.Bandcamp.com. Um, is that it? That's it. We did it. We made another one. 32. 32 of these dang things. Halfway to 50 is what my mom always said. What? I'm done. I can't do math. Anyway, bye. play Riptide until you Mm -hmm. are ready. Oh, wait. How does Riptide go? What's the first word of Riptide? Oh, I've been... No. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I got it. There we go. room is falling apart. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Stop. Stop. <laughs>